These are strange times in American government, and we'll talk about it on this episode of the Mind Dog TV podcast. Is everybody ready for the Mind Dog the Magnificent Show? Start the clock! And welcome, my friends, to yet another episode of the Mind Dog TV podcast. I'm Matt Napo. Thanks for coming. It's great to have you here, as always, and all, you, all that kind of stuff. You know about that stuff. Uh, we're going to talk about politics today. Ooh, politics, your favorite subject. I know. Uh, but what else can we do? There's no way to escape it right now. My guest has been with us uh, before, uh, and he, he'll be with us again. My guest today is uh, – I'm waiting – for him to arrive. He's actually finishing up uh, an interview with somebody else right now, uh, and he'll be in with me any moment. But uh, it's Jerry Barmish, who is a, uh, a New York City uh, journalist who is now a podcaster. And uh, I I see him every day and follow him every day on Twitter and kind of uh, know what his uh, takes are on some of this stuff, but I thought it would be great to share it with the audience. Now, before he gets here, before uh, I, I get a chance to talk to him, let's talk about my sponsors really quickly. Audiobooksnow.com is a sponsor of today's program, and audiobooksnow.com is a supplier of, guess what? If you guessed audiobooks, congratulations, you're pretty smart. <laughs> anyway, you know about the convenience of audiobooks. But you also know you can get them just about anywhere on the Internet today. So why audiobooksnow.com? Why, why, why? Well, the answer is simple. <laughs> I don't want to call you names. The answer is simple. It's price point, price point, price point. Uh, audiobooks Now Club Pricing Plan is simply the best deal on audiobooks you'll find. It offers the savings and flexibility not found anywhere else with their save-on-everything discounts, rollovers, exclusive offers, loyalty program, incredible selection, and cancel-anytime policy. It simply cannot be beat. Plus, get a free premium audiobook on select titles. Start your free 30-day now. Uh, 30-day trial now when you click the link in the description. Uh, it's usually $4.99 a month, but it's absolutely free for the first 30 days. You're not happy at any time during that first 30 days. You just cancel and you won't be billed a penny. The link is in the description, and I certainly do appreciate you patronizing audiobooksnow.com. Uh, also, today's program is brought to you by FunWise Capital. You know about FunWise Capital. is a business lender matching platform that gets you the best Credit lines guaranteed. You can apply online in 60 seconds or less, and there's no effect to your credit to see how much you can get. Use the funding for anything you need to start or grow your business. Wait, did he say start? Yes, he did say start. Uh, if you don't have a business yet, but you got a solid business plan that can help you get money. Money, 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 money. Get the best funding you can qualify for. The strategic lender matching platform searches through hundreds of lenders to find the very best possible option for your unique situation. They have hundreds of five-star reviews on Google, Trustpilot, and Facebook, and an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. They provide unsecured lines of credit at 0% interest for 9 to 15 months, unsecured term loans, loans based on income, short-term gap funding, and bridge loans. They work with real estate startups, as I mentioned, franchises, restaurants, any kind of business, any kind of project. To get started with them, it's really simple. You just go to apply.funwise.com slash minddog. Apply.funwise.com slash minddog. And again, the links are in the description, and I do appreciate you patronizing my sponsors. Now, if you're saying to yourself, damn, I hate listening to them read these dumb ads every time at the beginning of the program. Here's some good news for you. We have a Patreon page now. Just started it. 
and on the Patreon page has several tiers, but at the $1 a month level, you can get all the content absolutely ad-free. No ads whatsoever, so you don't have to put up with the ads. You don't have to fast-forward or anything. Just listen to the show without a single ad. And there are other uh, bonuses and special content uh, that you will get just for Patreon subscribers. The beginning tier is just a single dollar a month. You can't beat that. Uh, and the link to the Patreon page is in the description as well. I'm awaiting Jerry Barnish. Uh, and uh, we're going to be talking about the state of the union in uh, such as it is uh, with everything that's been happening in the last, I want to say, week and a half. But it's actually been longer than that. I think we saw uh, the what we're calling the insurrection play out uh, last Wednesday, which was a week and a day ago, eight days ago now. Uh, but it started... The, the seeds of that started a long time ago. It will even uh, just before the election uh, when we when Trump was already uh, signaling that he was going to call it a fake election because he knew he was going to lose and he was going to come out early and claim victory before all the votes were counted. He announced he was going to do that. Uh, and uh, so with that, you know, lighting that fuse uh, started to uh, light the anger among the crowd of uh, people who were um, just ready to kind of do anything for him, like most cult leaders. And then he, what he did was he removed the top brass from the Pentagon and put in a bunch of loyalists. And uh, from that point, um, he basically told them to deny uh, National Guard uh, backup for the Capitol Police in the state of, uh, in in the case of a uh, insurrection, they didn't use the word insurrection, I'm sure, uh, a rally where that might get a little violent, might get a little violent. And then, uh, so he continued to lie about the election being uh, phony, rigged, whatever, uh, a cheat, he lost by cheating. Now, let, let's be clear. Um, there, there's a reason for, to believe the election was rigged and there's a thousand reasons to believe it wasn't. The reason to believe it was rigged is simply you believe everything Donald Trump says because he says it was rigged and that's the only proof they've offered. Only proof is Donald Trump's fantasy that if he lost, uh, because the rallies were so big, people came out to rallies. Well, I tell you what. In all the rallies Trump has held, he hasn't had a million people combined. 81 million people voted for Joe Biden. 74 million voted for Donald Trump. So the rally size is an indication of nothing. Uh, the Grateful Dead uh, would outdraw Donald Trump by a factor of 100. They didn't win the, the election. They couldn't win an election. So don't be giving me the, the rally size stuff. Now, the reason not to believe the election was rigged. Well, uh, 65 judges, including Trump-appointed judges, uh, have said uh, the election wasn't rigged. 50 states have certified it. That means 50 governors and secretaries of state and election officials in all those states, very much Republican states. Out of those 65 judges, 48 of them were, were Republican, and over 30 of them were Trump appointees, including his three uh, uh, Supreme Court 
appointees all shot it down and said there's no evidence of this. Beyond that, uh, his lawyers in court, when asked by those judges, said they could not claim that any fraud had taken place because they had absolutely no, no evidence of it. That's in court records. William Barr, who saved Trump from impeachment, not once, but twice, well, from being removed from office twice, once with the Mueller report when he totally fed us a bunch of bullshit about what the Mueller report actually said, and then uh, with the Ukraine thing, Barr had stood by and been completely loyal to Trump. He said there was no evidence of fraud. The DOJ, Trump's own election fraud commission, said there was no evidence of uh, voter fraud. Governors and secretaries of state who campaigned with Trump and supported Trump and wanted him to win said there was no proof of uh, voter fraud. So uh, you have all that stacked up against for reasons for not to believe there was voter fraud. And then you have uh, the only reason be to believe there was any voter fraud at all is because Donald Trump said so. Uh, so the lie was was perpetrated from the beginning. They, everybody knew it was a lie. The Republican parties, uh, many of the Republican Party got behind that lie, knowing uh, full well it was a lie, and lit the fuse to what we saw eight days ago. Uh, looks like Jerry's with us now. Uh, I'm going to bring him in so we can get right into this discussion. Uh, I see him struggling to get his camera and stuff in order. Maybe I should have given him a little more notice. We're going to try this again, folks, and I, I apologize for the technical difficulties. It is what it is. You know, the, uh, we're, we're trying to get, you know, and when I say we, uh, we're trying to get, I mean, society is trying to get a uh, better use on all of these streaming technologies, a better uh, handle on them. They weren't made for such mass uh, broadcasting with so many people doing it. So who knows what the technical difficulties lead to. Let's try to bring Jerry back in. Nope. He's, I see him in the room. There he is. Hi. All right. That's better. Anyway, welcome. So I was having me. I listened to you, your uh, live stream yesterday. And, uh, I oh, think good. You, Thank you. I think you pointed out, um, a problem. Uh, and, uh, the two guys you had on, I don't know. I don't even remember their names, uh, but um, they didn't seem to give a, an adequate answer as, as far as I'm concerned about. Um, here we go. We we were told that the impeachment and I agree the impeachment was absolutely necessary because of the timing and he can't be trusted and he's going to try something else again. So it's important imperative to get him out now. And as soon as we do that, we realize that it's not going to happen before the end of his term. And why not wait till 100 days after? And all they could, the only answer the two guys you were talking to uh, could give you were, well, uh, it was imperative to get him uh, to get the impeachment started. But then now that the Senate's not going to be able to take it up right away, uh, it becomes a back burner issue. And and that and things change. I don't think things change. I think we were lied to. They did. They knew all along. They just wanted to get impeachment on the record. And I, I don't I don't like that one bit. Your take on that. I, just for, Matt, thanks again for having me. And I'm sorry about the delay. I was. I had I, I had an interview that I was doing for my podcast at noon, and I thought that that one hour would be more than enough, and uh, it it dragged a little bit more than I thought. So sorry about that. And then, of course, the Wi-Fi issues uh, helped that along. 
Uh, I was interviewing somebody actually who was at the insurrection, but we can talk about that if you want afterwards. But anyway, um, uh, by the way, the uh, the two guests, James Sample, who's a, uh, a constitutional law professor uh, at Hofstra University, and Len Elmore, and I didn't know he had been in law for many years. He was a uh, first round draft pick in the NBA, played 10 years in the NBA, and he was for about 30 years, he was a broadcaster uh, for CBS and for ESPN, a lot of the uh, NCAA tournament uh, games. So... I, I was like, he said to me, oh, I can get you Len Elmore. I'm like, Len Elmore, the Len Elmore? I, I mean, I knew him from that background. I didn't know he had been teaching at Columbia, that he had his uh, a, a JD, uh, you know, which is a law degree at Harvard. I didn't I didn't know all of this and that he was a prosecutor. Anyway, um, I think they both uh, said that he should be convicted, but I think that they felt that if Mitch McConnell is not willing to take it up uh and that uh, james clyburn of uh, uh south carolina had said that they are um that they would wait uh till i guess up to 100 days get the um get the biden nominees cleared uh and then go forward but i but they certainly seem that it should it wasn't wasn't that it was back burner because it wasn't important i right. was i was bringing up the issue that you know the momentum right now shouldn't we shouldn't it just keep going uh and, and i i think that i i feel that more people would want that even democrats really absolutely i agree with you i think the problem but they said basically it changed because uh they got it through now and now that they got it through it's not as important to do it right now which makes no sense i think it is even more important to do it right now now that he's been impeached he's even more dangerous i think so it, it really is important to get him out of there now and i think people are taking for granted how serious you know, I, we're not we're not looking at, at the scope of this thing and thinking this could happen again. Not only could it happen again, but it's probable to happen again before the twentieth. Right. And well, uh, but, but I mean, the, I was just going to say the one thing with that is um, uh, the Senate can want to take it up now all they want, but if if McConnell is not willing to bring uh, his you know his the senators as right. the majority leader until the twentieth. Uh, then their hands are tied. The best that they could do is, I mean, they could start it on the 19th, but it wouldn't get done. Uh, there was talk that they could start it the afternoon of the 20th. Uh, but but to, to your point, that he should be gone uh, immediately, uh, I mean, that was the 25th Amendment in terms of the, quick, the quickest route. Right. Um, if, if McConnell is not willing to, to bring them back, uh, then it won't it won't happen uh, during this term. So then it becomes the next the, the next phase, which is penalizing him as far as the lifetime ban. The serious the the real issue is here that we don't have one Republican with the gonads and backbone of like a Barry Goldwater to go up and say, listen, you ha this is in your best interest. This is your best way out. Resign now. Pence will pardon you. You'll be you'll be you'll have your safety net and you can get out. It's best for the country. And uh, but we don't have a single Republican with that kind of backbone at this point. They're uh, cowards. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I think you mentioned Goldwater, and, and we had talked about that yesterday. Uh, I think the dynamic is certainly different. The numbers were when they went, including Goldwater, went to visit uh, Nixon. 
before he resigned, they knew that he would be convicted. They knew that there were enough um, Republicans that were that were willing to convict. Uh, they they don't they don't first of all they they don't have those numbers yet and they they don't have it going that far yet. Uh, I think if this was a bit earlier, obviously they would be doing the uh, the trial with enough time, and then they would have to figure out if they had the numbers, uh, and then they would have to speak to him uh, and have a heart to heart, and there would have to be a decision. But they're, it's a different uh, a different set of uh, circumstances. Right. Well, I noticed even this morning you have uh, Peter Navarro, who is speaking for the president. Let's not let's not sugarcoat that anyway. Peter Navarro, when he speaks, he's speaking for the president. And he's still saying that they, they still are actively trying to overturn the results of this election, that 74 million people voted for for Trump. And that makes Trump the winner. Like, like, uh, and they're just projecting that Biden got less than seventy-four million, but we know Biden got eighty-one million. And I, before you got here, I was going through all the reasons to believe uh, that the election wasn't rigged versus the one reason to v- believe it was rigged, and that's Donald Trump's fantasy. So you have this long list of Republican judges and Republican governors and Republican secretaries of state and electors and people who campaign for them all and William Barr and the DOJ right. and Trump's own electoral co- uh, fraud commission all saying there was no fraud and you have Donald Trump saying there was and everybody, people are just choosing to believe because Donald Trump believes it, uh, and it that it didn't start there. That's the that's the issue, and that's why I think people are taking this very small. They think that well, he just sent the riot up. They didn't mean for him to break in. In my view, what we're seeing here is pre premeditation and uh, an ample evidence of premeditation and a coordinated effort here right now to believe that we're not out of the woods yet. Uh, and I think there is going to be something serious happen. And here's the last point before I let you talk about this is I know know we're going to have some military backup at the inauguration now. And then we're talking about 20,000 soldiers, you know, National Guard. I'm I'm not sure that's enough this time. And I know it probably sure would have been enough uh, on the sick. But I, I, I think they're going to come with overwhelming numbers. And because every state house is also threatened, uh, the right. National, Gu- National Guard is going to be spread pretty thin on Inauguration Day. And so all, all uh, Trump really has to do is to, you know, not order any more protection for people, not up those numbers at all. And I think we could still have another interaction. OK, a few things I want to bring up. The, the Navarro thing, I saw that uh, this morning. I retweeted it. Uh, I, I think it's appalling. I think it's disgusting. Um, not the least of which is what we're talking about, what took place last week with this deadly uh, insurrection. A police officer killed two other police officers, killed themselves. Others uh, die. You know, they're, they're, they're calling for Pence and Pelosi and uh, execute all this stuff. And, and as you said, there are warnings by the FBI at state capitals across the country targeting uh, uh, possibly two days before, uh, two different days prior to the inauguration. So all of that, that cauldron of, of hate and violence, uh, and they're still spewing this narrative, uh, this baseless claim of, of election fraud is, is, uh, is beyond reckless. It's just, it's unbelievable that they, they're still doing that. I mean, and, and think about this, radio networks are now, which is, you know, which is, is like McConnell on, on the floor of the, of the Senate, 
saying that no, 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 or or Graham saying we, you know, this has gone too far. You know, when you had eight weeks or six weeks to to stop this, but in any event, uh, uh, Cumulus and and others uh, have said that if their radio hosts continue with that same thread, uh, that same thought that uh, the that the election was fraud. Uh, and you know that Biden didn't win fair and square; that they they could get fired. Uh, and yet, here's Navarro, uh, you know, in in essence, a mouthpiece for the White House for the president, and still doing that. I, I think it's it's just absolutely ludicrous that that could be done right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, that, that 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 could be criminal. I mean, that really is. It, it's amazing that something like that could happen. The biggest story, uh, or the one of the biggest, because there's so many big stories, but the biggest big story in my view is the fact that uh, a congresswoman from, I believe she was also from Georgia, but not not the crazy Q lady, uh, but uh, she claimed that she saw people giving the the insurrectionists a walkthrough, a recon walkthrough, days before. Uh, you know, the week before when when the Proud Boy leader of the Proud Boys was in the Oval Office meeting with Trump the same day, the insurrectionists, some of the guys with the walkie talkies who have been in co- contact with them uh, were giving a recon walkthrough, which is how they found some of the offices that are not marked. And I, I totally believe that that's absolutely true. If true, that makes the story much bigger. It's a premeditated uh, insurrection meant to really seriously uh, take the head of Mike Pence and, and probably Nancy Pelosi and a few others. Your comment on that. Right. Right. No, I mean, we, we're hearing that, that there may have been three or four uh, members of Congress who the day before took some of these apparently known uh, right wing extremists, Proud Boys, and and who were incidentally uh, major players uh, the next day. Uh, uh, if true, uh, it's it, it certainly would, you know, I think would lead to, again, to criminal charges or at least investigations uh, of criminal charges. Uh, and, you know, I don't think that the president, uh, whatever happens with the Senate is out of the woods. You know, if he's convicted in the Senate, it certainly does not mean he couldn't get convicted, uh, you know, criminally outside of, uh, of Washington as far as uh, the Senate. Uh, I think that uh, he could face um, uh, he and others, but it's certainly the president. I mean, look at what the, just that day, the rally. I mean, the president, Rudy Giuliani, uh, Don Jr., yeah. the president's son, all riling up the crowd, which didn't need to be riled up. I mean, they weren't there um, to celebrate the president. I mean, this wasn't a... Right. It, it was originally a uh, save, save the steel, but then well, it became say, save, save the well, America. You know, yeah. well, congrats. I'm sorry, you locked, locked up again. Me and all of this here. Yeah, we, we lost some of that because of the Wi-Fi issue. Hold on one second. Here, let's see this. Jerry, back, 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 back. Come on back, Jerry. Come on back. No. <laughs> I lost them again. Ah, uh, Wi-Fi issues, folks. Sorry about that. I know what, what the problem is here. Let me see if I can. I probably can't. So advanced. How about this? Come on back, Jerry. I know you're coming back. I know you're coming back, Jerry. Come on back. Come on back, Jerry. 
<laughs> anyway, I lowered the, the stream rate. Maybe uh, that will help if Jerry comes back into the room. I don't know if he can see us, hear us, whatever. Let me see. Oh, there he I is. Moved. I moved. It should be nice and HD clear now. Oh, you're back in the studio. Well, I, I, I think I lowered the stream rate, too, so that might help a little bit. Anyway, uh, yeah, I, I, I totally uh, uh, get it, but it seems to me now um, with all that, we, we're still hearing more stuff come out. Like, for instance, uh, today, and this hasn't been verified that there was any real contact yet, but the insurrectionists had Ted Cruz's, uh, or several people who were involved in the insurrection, I should say, had Ted Cruz's contact number with them in their, in written down in their uh, van. <laughs> Have you heard yeah, that? <laughs> I haven't heard that. I haven't heard that. I mean, it's, it, you know, I guess that's all possible. I don't know if they just had his number or, right. uh, you know, if there was, if there was something more, I, I don't know. I can't really say, I can't comment on that. Specifically. Well, the, the reason I believe there was contact and because we saw it live, um, Jim Acosta, who, of course, uh, the White House will say is fake news, no matter what he says. But in real time, as it, as it was happening on January 6th, around 2.30 said, what I'm hearing from sources close to the White House is the plan uh, for the insurrectionists is to stay inside the Capitol overnight. And at the moment he said that, I thought, well, why is the White House in contact with the people inside the Capitol and how are they in? So it leads to me that me leads to me to believe because in real time he reported it without even thinking about that connection that right. there was communication between the insurrectionists and the White House and the White House at that time was still celebrating, still partying, and that's when Don Jr. did his little uh, party video and and Mark Meadows came over and all, and they right. were all, all celebrating. That's right. mm -hmm. So I think there was some communication. It does seem to be a a conspiracy. Yeah, and and you know, and and police officers. I think that we're hearing more and more that the police were, um, in some way, told to stand down. I mean, the fact, and I, and I just interviewed uh, somebody who was a witness who was there, not a participant, but was there um, as a witness, really as a to document uh, what was going on. And to been been at many different. Uh, uh, protests uh, and said that it was a complete difference from like a BLM protest in DC to this, where it was complete uh, overmatched uh, by the protester. Uh, protester that that's a calm word. The rioters, right? Um, and 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 it's completely. It, it, he said that there were three hours after they were there again at the Capitol. Uh, and and it took all that time before uh, uh, they they brought in the re uh, the reinforcements. So he said it it clearly was um, uh, he felt it was an inside job. Of course, it was. and because you know the National Guard is is saying that, and and the governor of, of Maryland came out right. and said that you know they denied they denied uh, National Guard support for those guys. And if you look at the actual beginning of the tape, you you see. There's not even a lot of Capitol Police around. There might be a couple of hundred of them, but for for a rally that they knew was going to be thousands and thousands of people, and the night before in the city they had you know riots and violence already. Right. They, they, to have just a couple of hundred Capitol Police there is extreme negligence or or on purpose. There's the no, only two re ways you can look at that. So not looking good i mean it's a really did you ever think in your wildest dream i mean 
I predicted this when Trump got elected. I, I definitely predicted it, but still the imagery was shocking. Uh, and the moment was shocking. Oh, I, I was, I mean, it, it hurt my stomach to look at it. I mean, to think, you know, it was twofold. One, this is going on. This is America. This is the, you know, major seat of government. And you're looking at it and thinking, are we in Syria? Are, are we in uh, not even North Korea? But really some place where insurgents would try to overtake a government. Uh, and it, it, it was... It was it was just so upsetting that this could be, you know, it was surreal. It really was surreal. Uh, and of course, the other part that was even more upsetting is the, the president of the United States lit the match, you right. know, lit the firecracker on this. And also at some level in your being, I'm sure you weren't really all that shocked. No, and that's right. Exactly. That's the other thing. So it's as, as upsetting, as disturbing as this was that you can't believe it's happening then you know a moment later you're like yeah this this we were on this collision course for not only the weeks and the few months since the election i mean if if i'm being honest we've been on this collision course since even before the election right right i i i think we were on this course since 2015 uh or, or early 2016 in that first debate and i forget who even asked Trump the question, but the question was, will you, you know, concede if you if you lose the election? That the reason they asked that question was because they knew what we saw last Wednesday was a possibility with him. So right. it's not like anybody. This should surprise anybody. Uh, the right. one one thing that I think I know people are saying, well, he he's still going to own the Republican Party for a long time, and and you know he destroyed the Republican Party and all that kind of stuff. I have a you know, I am deep in the water with uh, Trump uh, supporters and have been all, you know, most of my lifelong friends in where I am in Suffolk County, New York. Uh, this is a heavy Trump uh, county. And a lot of the people I know are hardcore Trump supporters and two of them who would who would bleed for Trump. No problem. Uh, this week told me, you know, I guess you were right. I, I knew he went full Nazi and uh, they're off the Trump train, which is encouraging to me. Yeah. Uh, so I think the people saying that, you know, he's going to keep a hold on these people forever. I think they, they kind of underestimate uh, our ability to change and move forward and move on. So I do think the, you know, the, the hardcore, the QAnon people and all those people and the proud boys and all those, the redneck uh, part of America is going to stick with Trump for a long time. But I think some sanity will come to the normal people who were seduced by his con for the last four years and start to come out of us and start to realize, wow, he was a really bad guy. Your take on that. Yeah, I, you know, and I think again, the the problem is not just Trump. Obviously, Trump is you know at the top of the whole you know food chain of of the GOP. So you you want to get him out of there, and and they in a way they already have with the tweets, and and that's gone, and the Facebook and Instagram, um, and now I think YouTube and and who knows TikTok anywhere he can you know he he's down to using a megaphone. I think on Pennsylvania Avenue. Um, so, so that's great. That that's important. But I think the bigger problem is this aiding and abetting that we've seen from from the party. You know, his the Trump loyalists, uh, and and you know, and some of them have turned. Some of them have have, have pulled away. Um, and and it's good, but it makes you question what took so long throughout certainly the election process. Uh, but you know, it was it was kind of odd that. Uh, uh, Senator Howley and and Senator Cruz, especially, 
after the whole insurrection. They come back that night, um, and there were supposed to be, I think, four other, four or five other uh, states that were going to be contested for the Electoral College. And they, one by one, they they knew we have to just, you know, move for calm, move for unity, and not do that, and just go forward with the. Um, you know, f- finish the vote and and certified, except those senators decided no, no, no. We still have to fight for, uh, for Pennsylvania, and 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 it was. Uh, I mean, I thought the optics were terrible. Yeah, yeah, oh, it's insane, uh, and you know, it's to the point where. Um, uh, and I know people are making excuses for them uh, that they're afraid because they've gotten death threats. They're afraid for their lives and their their families' lives and stuff. You have to realize, like people like the Lincoln Project, have had death threats daily <laughs> uh, for all that time. Uh, if these people could actually uh, kill as, uh, everybody they wanted to, you know, about a hundred thousand Americans or a million Americans would be dead already because they yeah. they do death threats at all. So th- at some point, you have to overcome that and say, I signed on to this job death threats are are part of the job unfortunately in america we have crazy people out there and, and email and all that stuff you, you refer them to the authorities but then when it comes down to it you swore you, uh, you uh you know you swore an oath to do the right thing for a country you have to do the right thing for the country and 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 hope that law enforcement can protect your family do you buy into any of those death threat death threat excuses i, I, I mean i Look, they're human. I understand it, but they they have a higher calling, you know, as 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 law as as lawmakers, and and you know, and and we're we're at a crossroads here. This is an important moment. You know, you've heard that before, but this is an extremely this was an extremely important election, and and we we see why. Um, just think about if President Trump were reelected. Uh, you know, I mean, yes, this stuff wouldn't have happened, but the idea of him being in office uh, for another four years, uh, it, you know, it's it, it's scary. Um, so I think they they have um, a, a duty to, you know, to separate not only separate we're well past separate from the president, uh, but to to call out the the wrong, the fraud, you know, all of this stuff. I mean, the fact that, you know, this did ha- none of this had to happen. This was based on a lie that was perpetrated for weeks and weeks about an election. I mean, they had 60 different court cases and they had recounts over and over and they had nothing but but Rudy Giuliani going on these these ridiculous press crusades. I mean, it was uh, it, it was ju- it was just nonsense. Right. Um, where do you th- and I think people are taking it for granted now that uh, okay, January twentieth is going to come and pass, uh, come to pass, and Biden will be sworn in, and things will calm down. Do you, are you do you believe that? Eventually, yeah, I think that everything will calm down certainly, um, but I don't think it's going to be like that day. Uh, I think that. I don't know. I think there's certainly the violence issue is up until the inauguration. And I'm not sure that it won't be an issue going forward for a few weeks. I think this is going to be um, they're there. The, the, the Trump people, the Trump supporters, um, uh, they've been emboldened, uh, you know, right. and I, I don't think they're just, you know, they, they were always there. But, the, you know, they 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 became. They became 
radicalized, uh, radicalized almost. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. if you want to call this, it was domestic terrorism. So they, they became radicalized. Um, and I think this is now a serious issue. So I, I think, you know, I, I almost liken uh, Biden to uh, a manager in baseball that's that, you know, when you, you have somebody who's too hard nosed and goes after the players and 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 then they have to fire that manager because now you need somebody who's a calming influence. And so the, the tide has turned and, and that's that obviously Biden has the experience. Don't get me wrong, but he is the, the perfect person at this moment in time. You think so? Um, I'm not, I, I I've gone back and forth on that. I thought that when uh, he first after, he, you know, the week went by and they counted all the votes and he he came out and said, you know, the time now is to bring heal the country and all that stuff. I thought he had the right message. But uh, being as old as he is and giving being dealt a hand that is a really tough hand to play now. The country has got, you know, this is not the only problem we have. It's a huge problem, and it's a, it's a, it's a problem like no other president has ever faced before. But there are other huge problems as well. The economy and, and coronavirus are, are standing with the military and the rest of the world and, and our defenses and, and and the fact that we have no allies really on our side anymore because uh, we've cut. He's, so he's dealt right from the start and overwhelmingly odd stacked against you as a president for a guy who's 76 or whatever he's 78 years old, however the hell old he is. Right. That's yeah. a difficult position. No, no, he, 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 look, he's got a lot of things on his plate and, and they're, you know, each one is more serious than the next, just coming into office, uh, uh, to, to try to, you know, tone down the temperature or, you know, whatever, uh, it, you know, is very serious. And obviously we're in the, still in the midst of a pandemic, uh, and, and how it's been going right now between the, the, the response up until now. And then obviously how the, the, the vaccine has been handled, or uh, has been, poorly at best. Um, I, I don't buy the age issue uh, as, as an argument because, uh, or, you know, or that he flubs and, you know, has those things. No, I don't. I, that... I, I don't buy it because, pe you know, people have been like, I'll, I'll do a, a, an interview. I had some interview with a psychiatrist about Trump and people are like, oh, what about, uh, when is the interview going to be about, about Biden and his dementia? I'm like, well, that. You know, and like, what about that? And Americans need to know about that. I'm like, Americans know exactly, I'm not saying dementia, but they know his age. They know exactly, you know, on the surface how Biden is. And they're they're fine with that. I mean, I don't no. think it's even a worst of two evils. I think they 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 respect him and they they uh, you know, he's bringing in a lot of I mean, I think what's important is he's bringing not just Kamala, uh, he's bringing in. Uh, uh, experienced people for his cabinet and others, and I, I think he can rely on a lot of those people. Uh, so I'm not I'm not really concerned about his age. I think also another point that I would make, Matt, is since he won the election, uh, more so than ever, he has been acting like the actual president. And he's been speaking, uh, in, in, you know, in terms of unity, which is you know, it's not an easy sell for for those. No, his, even the Democrats who voted for him don't want unity right now. They want, and uh, rightfully so. I think, uh, I think the GOP needs to admit that 
this whole thing was a lie based on a lie and they're not going to do that i don't see how we can get unity until uh there is an actual absolute admission that this stuff was all based on a lie but to the point about i the dementia stuff that and it wasn't my concern with biden it's really simply this it's a physical job and uh with it's you know if it was just this with biden being that old i wouldn't i wouldn't bat an eyelash but i know with so many huge issues coming up presidents don't sleep much anyway from guys that old it's going to take a toll on him physically because he's going to he's not going to get any sleep for the first hundred days at all at all and i know i couldn't handle it and i'm 20 years younger than him or 15 (laughs) 16 years younger than (laughs) <laughs> I, but I but I think that he will delegate. I mean, we've seen it from the people that he's put in place. And from what we've heard of President Trump, he was a micromanager right. uh, for whatever, uh, you know, leadership skills that he has. He, you know, everything seems to go through him. And while the president is, you know, the buck stops with the president, I think Biden is um, is not afraid to uh, to let other people uh, take, you know, important roles yeah uh, craig is saying he really thinks trump is a russian asset i you know what i don't disagree i i i definitely uh feel like at, you know at least he, there is absolute evidence that they cooperated with russia they would were working with russia i mean the, the fact that people can still say there was no evidence of that is just mind-boggling to me when we know they met with they lied about the meeting in the trump in trump tower right below trump's office with a rush known russian spy and they said it was about adoption and then they admitted that that was a lie and that it was really about getting dared on hillary we know that we know that for a fact and it, it happened the same weekend that Trump said Russia if you're listening so I mean uh, the fact that he worked with them at least and that uh, the Mueller report does not exonerate him in any way in fact it it kind of tends to incriminate him especially on obstruction of justice and all that stuff and they all all it claimed was they couldn't find the smoking gun I definitely think that Russia was a problem he should have been impeached over uh, the Ukraine should have been removed over the Ukraine uh, and they said and Susan Collins said he learned his lesson all that leads up to like you know the, right. the, the GOP has kind of destroyed themselves lost all credibility at all and I I know people are celebrating that I think it's a terrible thing and uh you know I I'm, admittedly as a pretty conservative guy I lean I didn't never liked either party but I lean more towards the right my whole life but so I do have a reason to think that conservatism is important but I think one, the absence of a strong GOP leads the Democrats to become radicalized within themselves. Any one-party system is a dangerous thing. I I never liked the two-party system, but what's worse is a one-party system. So I think we need some kind of checks and balances to keep the Democratic Party right. honest. And I, I don't think destroying the GOP was a good thing. And I know a lot of people are celebrating that. Your take on that. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you completely. You, you, you know, you and I also wonder. You know, people have said, "Oh, it, it, Trump's going to have his own party, the MAGA party." I, I don't know that that'll happen. I, I doubt that. The question is, will there be a Trump supporter, Wing. a Trump person? Uh, not necessarily the Trump name, but somebody who is, you know, whether it's Howley Cruz or Jordan, that would uh, try to take that mantle. And I, it, it remains to be seen. You would think 
uh, and those people are still uh, holding on to Trump. Uh, it remains to be seen after what took place last week, if uh, and also what happens with the Senate trial, if if they want to now say uh, he should be banned for life, and we want to rid ourselves. That's what McConnell has seemed to said in in quotes that he wants to purge the uh, GOP of him. Uh, but we'll see. He may just be saying that and and not actually convict him. Uh, we'll see. Uh, yeah, I, it's really hard to me imagine that Mitch McConnell would uh, say that because he's not one. He's not a guy who needs to really. He never really gave a shit about what people think about. It. He's going to come out and say what's on his mind and, and laugh in people's face like I got the football and I'm calling the game shots here. And if you don't like it, tough. I'm Mitch McConnell. And he's always had that attitude. So I don't think he, he's the kind of guy who kind of just tries to say something just to appease people and make them feel better. I think he's serious about that. But right. uh, uh, we'll, we'll see. Now, uh, we, I, I asked you before about if you thought this was going to come to an end when Trump said uh, or, or calm down. And you said eventually. Now, I, I know you're old enough. I am old enough to remember um Waco, Ruby Ridge, uh, Ruby Ridge was first, then Waco and then Oklahoma City. And I liken this to that moment. Those people, and I, I've said this a couple of times, those people, when Waco happened, they doubled down. Uh, uh, when Ruby Ridge happened, they doubled down. And when Waco happened, they doubled down again. Oklahoma City, they doubled down again. And finally, they went underground. They were driven underground by uh, Janet Reno and all that. Trump, right. brought, Trump brought them back out underground. So I can see, and I'm not predicting here, and I'm not, I, God, I hope it doesn't happen. But I could see January 6th becoming a a anniversary that they are going to be kind of rallying around and these people we've seen them the far-right militia types come out of the woodwork uh and get stronger year by year in the 90s I, i'm looking at that's probably going to haunt at least the first four years of uh the, the next administration uh, it, it's it, i'm look it's possible i mean I, i'm trying to be an optimist here and, and, <laughs> and hope that things will you know improve the the anniversary is certainly something that they could uh, you know th that they could honor those the the, the right-wing extremists I, I i don't know i would think i would hope not um but yeah i mean they you know i don't know i i mean i guess we we'll get a sense i think in these coming days you know, do, do, does the state capital, do they, the state capitals across the country, do they get um, uh, attacked and infiltrated and, and what happens? I, I'm not as concerned, I think, in D.C. because I think now, as you mentioned earlier, uh, now it's a fortress. I, I, so I, I don't think, and, and there's not going to be much in terms of um, uh, spectators, I think, because of COVID. So I don't think, but I mean, you're going to have important people there between lawmakers, obviously the new president. Um, and and some former presidents, uh, so that you know you, you don't want any anything to happen to them. Uh, but I, I don't I don't think D.C. is the is the issue. I think, as you say, it's it's the lingering problem that they really have to uh, have to address. The humorous irony in this, and if it's, it's a stretch to try to find some humor in any of this, but please, yes. Uh, um, Trump wanted military uh, presence at his inauguration. He wanted that that army, and, and now Biden's going to get it all for the wrong reasons. But right. uh, I could see Trump wetting his pants over seeing all those uh, all those armed men standing around in inauguration, wishing that was him. <laughs> you know? Well, it, and then the other thing is, he would probably, if he was tweeting 
uh, after uh, that, wow, there was nobody at this inauguration. And I had much more, you know, right. that, yeah. course, that whole thing, which started the, the presidency with that lie. Yeah. Um, so uh, but now, you know, there's there's still other stuff going on in the world. And, and the, you know, it's funny. It's not funny. It's sad how uh, the pandemic hasn't even really been addressed by anybody with any power to do anything about it since November 3rd. Uh, and so it's it's almost being ignored. I know there's a vaccine out, but it's being poorly distributed, and nobody seems to really even be paying attention of that to that because of all this other crazy stuff that's going on. Uh, so things are still getting worse. What, uh, you know what? Well, what? no, I was going to say that that's the problem. I mean, you've got a president who, just in case we weren't sure, is not being presidential in any way. And, you know, he was doubling down for the last nine weeks or so uh, since the election. I mean, I don't know what he was doing before the election, but he probably hasn't been doing anything uh, since then other than uh, th this narrative about the, uh, the the fraud with the election. So that, that's that been it. I mean, maybe there was one uh, announcement about vaccines uh, thereafter, but, but that's been it. Uh, right. So he's not being... He's not showing any leadership. Obviously, there's other things, certainly, that need to be done right now uh, with, with COVID, the, the lead. Um, and, and unfortunately, there's only one president at a time. So uh, Biden can, can speak all the words we want and hear you know, what we want to hear from him but, and, and put together his team as much as possible. But he's still not the president, so he can only do so much. Uh, and, and, you know, and also it took several weeks before he was even able to start that. He couldn't even get funds. I mean, that that was another thing that was that that was um, slowing them down at the beginning because they were, you know, continuing that uh, the fraud claims and continuing the legal aspects. And so the um, the the that agency would not release funds for whatever that was, three weeks or four weeks or something. Yeah. What do you what's your take on the relative almost complete silence of the FBI and DOJ except for a midnight release of a YouTube video that got taken down within several hours after it? They've really said nothing about this. They you know, they haven't come out and talked uh, at about this at all. What's your take on that um radio silence from the DOJ and, and FBI on all this stuff? About what happened Wednesday or about, yeah, about all, you, what happened in the last week from Wednesday on? I well, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I know there was this, they had a press conference um, earlier this week, Monday or Tuesday. So somebody spoke uh, at DOJ and, and there have been arrests, but there haven't been a lot. I mean, a lot of people said there have been more arrests when there were these whatever BLM or whatever protests. There have been many more. Uh, this has been, you know, much fewer. Um so I don't know because there was a press conference, uh, but yeah, I mean they're they're not they're not actively uh, uh, you know getting getting involved with the with the media with this. So I would I would agree with you there. Yeah, with, with Waco, they were uh, Janet Reno was on, on television within it 
15 minutes of, of the uh, takeover of the compound at Waco. Uh, I mean, so this is eight days later now. And again, I think there's been one YouTube video that was posted on midnight on Monday. And by Tuesday morning at eight o'clock, it was, it was taken down. So it's like, what, what's up with that? Are they being stifled by Trump or, you know, I, I, I was going to say, I mean, there's the, you know, there, there seems to be this, the speculation that you know what we're not even in that press conference they didn't put the fbi director out they put a a, a, a you know a, a, a more of a career person and not the the head guy uh and and the wonder is people have speculated on tv is this because if if trump you know if trump sees this then he'll fire uh and this way we can just do our job sort of under the radar uh without the wrath of of the president which you know, it comes back to the impeachment, you know, the, the same thing with the, the lawmakers that are afraid that, uh, the, you know, of, of, of death threats, that they'll they'll get killed. Terrible, sad, but that is unfortunately where we are due to the president. And, you know, and in a way that's impeachable in itself that we right. have to be in this position. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know what? They put themselves in that position. And I, I feel bad for him. If you get a death threat, of course I feel bad for you. But you put yourself in that position by carrying the, 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 the lie and lighting the, the flames of the, uh, you know, uh, anger for, um, Eight weeks now, really, since the since the election, and and not, very few of them have really backed off. And really, I think Lindsey Graham was the closest to can't come and said he disagrees with, which is still kind of incendiary. Disagrees with the Georgia uh, decision, but it, it, it's time to move on, accept it, and, and all that stuff. Like, what's right. there, what's there to disagree with? I mean, uh, <laughs> Raffensperger. Uh, campaigned for Trump. He, he voted for Trump. He wanted Trump. Are you, are you thinking he all of a sudden after election day, he said, you know what, I'm going to I'm going to be part of the deep state and now join the conspiracy against Trump when I right. can't. It doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah. I mean, and we, you had that phone call that uh, the Washington Post had with Trump calling uh, 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 the, the, the Georgia secretary of state. That was that came out on a Sunday. And and within a week, it you know it was lost because of everything else with with uh, you know with the insurrection. It was it it, it was a, the craziest week. I mean, you know that that would have been huge in itself. I mean, that could have been an impeachable act. Absolutely. I mean, uh, again, he would have claimed perfect phone call. I never said, uh, you know, I never uh, do me a favor. Didn't mean do do me a favor. It meant do the country a favor. You know, would be right, great. Right. There's always ways to parse the language with him, and I think he's very careful to do that. Even in his speech when uh, the the day, you know, on on the sixth when he was rallying them up, he said, "You got to keep fighting." And in a few lines in there, he said, "Of course, peaceful and blah blah blah." But that as soon as he said the word peaceful, he went back to fighting and, you know, Mike Pence, he better do the right thing and you got to make him do the right thing. I mean, so, and then, right. and at that point, the crowd chanted, hang Pence, hang Pence, hang Pence. And he just stood back there. Didn't say no, didn't say, right. Hey, that's a bad idea. You know, calm down. He just went, he gave the Mussolini, like, yeah, they get me. <laughs> right. Right. I, I, I agree. I think he, you know, he threw in the, the peaceful almost as an afterthought and people didn't even hear that. Right. Yeah. Uh, so it uh, it's really um, it's it's beyond bizarre. Now, uh, it, it probably means nothing. Uh, I mean, it, but it's in the news. Uh, Ivanka and Jared with the Secret Service bathroom 
<laughs> at this point, it's like such small potatoes, but I got to ask what you think about that. They would not let the secret, they have six bathrooms in their house. They would not let their secret service who was there to protect them and uh, protect their lives, would not let them use a bathroom in their house. So they had to rent an apartment next door or, or down the block, a basement apartment where secret service people could use the bathroom. What does that say to you? <laughs> oh wow i hadn't heard that yeah so they wouldn't let secret service use their bathroom bathroom and so secret service had to rent a, an apartment uh two doors down from uh vanka and jared they have six bathrooms they couldn't lend one to one. the secret service over the entire last four years so it's cost over a hundred thousand dollars to rent an apartment now so that secret service had, had a bathroom they could use two doors down and whenever they are out and about they have to go uh, use a different bathroom than Ivanka and, and Jared. Oh, and, that's that's bizarre. I, I yeah, I didn't heard that. That's <laughs> that's that's a little. Uh, I don't know. It's almost like the the the, the Trump. Uh, it, administration in a in a nutshell right it's a let them eat cake thing and again the appeal to which has always been bizarre to to the trump supporters was that he was a man of the people a you know one of them meanwhile he's he sits in golden toilets and you and you don't get any better clearer example of that let them eat cake type of attitude than jared and ivanka not letting the people who are charged with protecting their lives use one of the six bathrooms in their house <laughs> wow yeah by the way did you hear i'm sure you did that uh, uh president trump w wants to uh, with the rudy giuliani the fees he now he's, he's fighting back he's not going to pay or he wants it to go through him or Listen, that that's Trump. Uh, he's never paid the bills for anything. That's why I hated him long before he ever decided to to uh, get into politics. He destroyed a business I was part of in the 80s because he, you know, his motif was I'm going to go in there and get credit to you buy products or services from a company that I know is struggling and really needs the work. And I'm just going to get get it based on my name and then never pay the bill and make them take me to court and, and you know, expend their legal defenses until the point where they can no longer sustain it. And then they'll write it off and go out of business. That was his motif. And he did it to a business I worked for uh, in 1985, 86. So I'm still holding a grudge from that. No, it, there's no doubt I hold a personal grudge against him for that. But that was his M.O. his entire life is doing working that way. Get credit based on his name. Uh, and not go to a bank or for, get fraudulent credit and then not pay it off and force people because he could outlast them in court because he had a, an army of lawyers to take care of that. Right. And, and of course, we see uh, time and again in this administration, the loyalty, you know, they say it's almost like a Costa Nostra thing where if, you know, you have the loyalty, he's with you. And then uh, even as soon as even something like with Pence, he couldn't do anything with the Electoral College. And so right away there was, you know, this 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 break apart of uh, uh, the loyal soldier for the entire uh, the entire term. And now this thing with Rudy. So you, you see that a lot. Barr, who was very loyal. And then that, you know, that fell apart because he didn't agree. Fired the, the, the guy from Homeland Security with the, uh, the cyber security with the elections. Uh, I mean, we've seen that. You know, many right. times. I know you have an appointment to get to, but you brought up two things I, I can't let go. Now, Barr resigned. Uh, 
that's unlike that's very uncommon for a AG to resign two weeks before a term is up or three weeks before a term is up. I uh, think he knew some of this was was in the works and wanted to distance himself uh, completely from that. Your take on that? That's possible. Yeah, I think so. Um, it, it would have been nice, possibly, uh, if he stayed. Uh, I don't know if it would have made a difference, but certainly the. Um, uh, I don't know if it would have been a smooth transition necessarily because it's, you know, he's already the, the person that's doing it is the acting uh, or deputy. But yeah, I, I think that it, it's, you know, there's two parts. It's either he was fed up and didn't want to be part of that lie any longer, uh, or he thought that this was, uh, uh, you know, that lie was, was at exacerbating in, into uh, uh, what would be potential and then became deadly violence. So yeah, I think that that's, uh, that's certainly part. One of the most uh, loyal Trump guys, and the other one, of course, you just mentioned, was Pence. And now, it, 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 Pence doesn't strike me as a dumb guy, but uh, it, it's a completely 100% apparent to me that Trump had every intention of seeing Mike Pence killed that day. He, he had every intention of that. He, he got them chanting, hang, uh, hang Pence. And people don't go, those chants aren't simultaneous, folks. I mean, the Proud Boys, when, when they, they, they're doing something, they met with, with, with Trump uh, a week before, the day he announced that rally was going to happen. They met with him in the White House. Uh, I'm, I know chants don't, like, hang Pence doesn't just happen spontaneously. That was a planned thing. Guys went around and said, hang Pence, hang Pence, hang Pence, and told everybody to say it. And then when the moment came, they said it. And then when they marched, they said it. So it, it, it's pretty apparent to me that Trump foresaw an end game here, where and they, they erected a, a gallows and a noose. Yeah. They, he expected Trump to be killed at that point. Now, Pence is not a stupid guy. He has to see that, and he has to know that, this guy just tried to have him killed, but he can still face to face with him, sit there and talk to him and not do the 25th on him. <laughs> uh, it's mind boggling. Do you think he's stupid? Do you think he just is in den denial or just trying to, to see things through rose colored glasses? What do you think that is? No, I don't think he's stupid at all. I think uh, and I've interviewed a few people already since last week about this. Um, I think that this is. Um, you know, he's playing a, you said end game. I think he's playing his political future out right in front of our eyes um, for 2024. I think he's, this last four years has been as many vice presidents do. They try to go for, um, for the next term. Now, obviously everything is toxic right now and, and he couldn't run while obviously the president was running for, for a second term, but he's clearly uh, thinking ahead. Um, and, he, he's he's made the bet. He's put down the cards and, and the chips, put them all in that uh, not doing the 25th Amendment, invoking the 25th Amendment uh, will be enough with the Trump supporters uh, and anyone else, but especially them, that will keep him uh, 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 viable for for 20 for 2024. Uh, I, you know, I, I wonder if because of what happened uh, at the Capitol, that it would actually uh, backfire and that he, you know, would actually make it worse for himself by not doing the 25th Amendment. And I, I don't know. I think time will tell on that. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it occurred to me when you were saying who will petition them, the, themselves for 2024, Cruz and Hawley. I don't think those guys have a chance. I think if anybody, it's Pence, but I think 
the reason uh, Pence now has a difficult time with that is because Trump turned all those people against them and they were chanting, hang Pence. You know, you don't go from hang somebody to voting for them four years later. Right. Uh, <laughs> that's that's a tough one to get over. So I think uh, in, in the final analysis of, of things, uh, Trump Pence took the gig thinking he was going to be the logical successor to Trump. And in the very last moment, Trump took that away from him all because well, you're not going to give me what I want. Uh, I'm going to take away your your hope for the future of, of, of holding the presidency. And I think that that's the only reason Pence has been as loyal as he has for the last four years is with that prize in mind of someday that office would be his. And that at some point, Trump just out of spite, maybe I don't know what it was, but said, you know what, I'm going to turn them against you. So now you don't have a chance in the future. So Right. You know, but there's other there's something else be said 25th amendment aside uh given what we just went through with the president uh you know nobody impeached twice in history forget you know we don't know what's going to be with the conviction but no one impeached twice uh, uh he lost the 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 popular vote twice obviously lost the electoral vote uh once and, and everything from top to bottom. I mean, before the pandemic, there were 20 reasons not to reelect him. And then everybody said, well, it's all about the pandemic. And then obviously what we just saw now. Um, so they may want to just completely separate themselves, not just from Trump, uh, whether he's banned again, you know, banned for life from, from running uh, or anyone associated. So, you know, you get that sense, oh, well, there's the Trumpers, the Trumpians and all of that. But then there's the, well, wait a minute, we don't want to go through this ever again. Uh, and I, I also think that the Trump supporters, uh, as, as, as uh, let's go with the word passionate, that's the, the, decent, that's the nicest I can say. Uh, I, I think as time goes by, I mean, four years is a long time. I know the cycle starts in about 10 minutes for, for the presidency. But, but I, I think that as time goes by, by a year, by two years out, that is going to dwindle. I mean, it's already dwindled down. It's a much, much smaller. It's not 74 million. It's not 50 million. So I, I don't think you're going to see that amount of people that are going to be uh, uh, as, you know, I, 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 here's what I think. I think Pence, despite his loyalty, I think, you know, there, there's a lot of people that would say that guilty by association uh, will not will not make him a candidate. Uh, and I think that a lot of Trump supporters will uh, will disappear over the next couple of years. Uh, I think it's going to be hard until then in the next weeks and months, but I, I, I think it's going to drop off. Um, so I, I think that will make it um, uh, more challenging for Pence. Well, um, we'll see, I guess. Uh, in the meantime, and I know you have an appointment to get to, so I'm going to let you go. But in the meantime, I, I'm not sleeping. I'm wondering, uh, are you going to be able to make it till next Wednesday? <laughs> well, I, I know. I mean, it, it's it really, you know, one thing I could say this, I'm not looking at my Twitter feed every morning and seeing, all right, what did he write? What is he saying? What is he retweeting? So th there, is, there, is, there is a comfort in that. And I'm being serious because it, it's, I would look at it, you know, either when I was doing news, radio station, website stuff, and even podcast stuff, uh, and, you know, and constantly retweeting things, uh, in, you know, in a news sense. Um, but, but now, it, you know, but it's, it, you know, it's constantly there. And, you know, the same thing with seeing it on TV. After a while, you just have to turn around and say, I can't look at this anymore. 
so the fact that he's off Twitter um, is, you know, it, I think it's helpful for our for America's psyche. I think that that's an important point to to uh, to help with the the unity. I, I think that that actually helps Biden. I think just the fact that Trump is is you know is already off the stage. Yeah, uh, it's a, it, it's definitely a lot uh, calmer in, uh, on the Twitter with without him there. I think the world will be a calmer place without him. Hopefully, the moment he's gone, we can start to uh, at least try to mend some fences in some way and become somewhat unified. And I know it's that's a pipe dream in the larger sense, but baby steps here, folks, baby steps. Jerry, I thank you for for your time and insight today. Uh, you can find Jerry on, uh, and the link is in the description for uh, for his uh, podcast. It's called Here Now the News. It's on Anchor. You can just go to Anchor FM and put in Jerry Jerry hyphen barmash and uh you'll get you'll find it right there or just google it and or look for it any way you find podcasts it's called here now the news with jerry barmash uh so we'll we'll send people there and i'll continue to listen and continue to do a great job you're getting some great guests and some people that that, uh make you sit up and listen people have insights so good for you and i wish you continued success i appreciate it thanks for having me on thanks for coming bye for now this episode is brought to you by put me in the story Put Me in the Story creates personalized books for kids by taking best-selling children's picture books and well-loved characters and allowing you to create personalized books that make your child the star of the story alongside their favorite characters. Save 25% store-wide when you click the link on MindDogTV.com and use the code SAVE25. We're also sponsored by Lovely. Lovely is your online stop for modern, irresistible, and affordable women's clothing. Never before has dressing yourself been so easy. Lovely's carefully curated selection of apparel, accessories, and outerwear are always on trend and always available at the web's best prices. Lovely is dedicated to delivering high-quality clothing to women that will make them look and feel their best. They believe every woman has the right to dress well and shouldn't have to spend a lot to love how she looks. They make it easy to wear outfits you love every day, giving you the confidence to take on the world. Lovely.com summer fashion trends are now 40% off, starting at just $5.99. Get an extra 18% off when you click the link on MindDogTV.com and use the code JFT18. We're also sponsored by Vapor DNA. Founded in 2013, Vapor DNA is the premier online vape store offering an industry-leading selection of electronic cigarettes, e-liquids, and accessories. Their friendly and knowledgeable customer service team is always ready to provide the best customer service experience to ensure you find what you're looking for. They guarantee their products to be 100% genuine and at the lowest possible price. They're so confident in their selection and customer service, they offer their customers a 45-day refund policy. Save 20% when you click the link on MindDogTV.com and use the code OrionQ. Jerry Barmesh, folks, uh, here now the news. Uh, check out his podcast. Um, I, I'd like to know what you think about all this stuff. Of course, uh, you know, di- different opinions from different people. Uh, but uh, it's really hard to imagine that in my in my view, again, I'm old enough to remember the 90s when uh, the militia 
uh, groups were doubling down every year and and growing in their hatred and growing in their radicalism and domestic terrorism was flourishing. And I compare this a lot to that time. And I think, uh, unfortunately, my takeaway is um, I think we're going to look back two or three years from now and think January 6th, 2021 was small potatoes compared to the attacks they're planning, the attacks they are, are wanting to, to do, and some of the bigger things. Remember, Oklahoma City was far bigger than Waco. Uh, you know, they bombed a federal building. Children died. Lots of children died. Uh, so it gets bigger. It gets bigger, and unfortunately, that's my take on it, and that's my belief. Love to know what you think. I hope you enjoyed this program. I hope you come back. I hope you subscribe. Go to my YouTube channel. Subscribe there. Uh, go to MindDogTV.com and get on my mailing list so you know we're going to have great guests on. And questions and comments for me, always info at MindDogTV.com. Info at MindDogTV.com. Tonight at 8 p.m., uh, we have another edition of Meet the Author with Robert P. Atone who's a local guy, he's from Malloy College, who's uh, written a bunch of sci-fi and creepy uh, horror-type uh, writing books, uh, short stories and stuff like that. So that will be at 8 p.m. tonight. Please join me then. Until then, I'm Matt Napple from TV Podcast. Have a great rest of your day, and bye for now.
I'll stay here.